So after all of these years of being teased and teased that there might be a Stargirls show, we finally got one. And we watched it. And that's what a lot of this episode is going to be about, is that show. And how it teased the other show that they keep promising and hinting that they're going to eventually do. And they're supposed to actually be doing it. Was all it worth it? Was all the begging, the teasing worth it? Let's talk about Stargirl on this episode of Project Shadow. Hello everyone, how are you doing today? My name is Charlie, you might know me better as sci-fi fantasy writer C.E. Dorset, and if I sound a little spooked, I swear I just heard someone screaming for help inside my house. And there's nobody doing that. And when I open the door, it's not outside. I stopped, but I'm a little bit freaked out, and that's probably leading through in my voice a little bit. So I just thought I should let you know. Spookies, man. Spookies. Anywho, we're here to talk about Stargirl. Okay, so... Honestly, I kind of want to rate this show 0 out of 10 for one reason. They teased Green Lantern again, and I didn't get one. And I'm really getting tired of that. I'm really getting tired of that. I, I know they're currently developing a Green Lantern series and season two of this show, which as I understand it has already been greenlit, is probably going to tie in to the beginning of that Justice, um, what are they doing? The Green Lantern Corps series, maybe? And they're wanting to, I don't know, keep their powder dry until that happens, but seriously, seriously, like... You just tell me that John Diggle, sorry, spoilers, is a Green Lantern in an alternate Earth, and then you do Crisis on Infinite Earths, and I never get to see John Diggle, Green Lantern, and I'm not talking about when we saw him, like, laying dead on the ground in that, like, one scene. No, I want solid light powers. I want the emotional spectrum. I want my Green Lantern. (laughs) Anywho, rant aside, it was pretty good. I liked it. If I I hate ranking, you know, I hate ranking. But if I had to rank it, it would not be in my top TV shows for superheroes. It, it It's definitely above the line. It's, a, it's above the midpoint. The characters were good. The actors were good. The story was solid. I, I liked the story. I liked how it worked out. The The end was a little depressing but we'll talk about that when we get to spoilers i don't mean depressing like in a bad way but they did something that both my husband and i called out at the exact same time towards the end that just felt like "Mm, really but beyond all that it, it was good it was good i enjoyed it i liked it it could have been better and a lot of that i think has to do with these shows really need to have the courage of their convictions and have them a lot more solidly than they do. 
because this this show it felt it felt to me at least like there was some kind of an argument going on behind the scenes over whether or not the characters should totally embrace the idea that they're in a superhero world or not because when they're in that mode and they're just like this is what we do because this is a comic book show and we're going to be doing this like it's a comic book it works and it works great and then they have those moments where they're like you know there are going to be people here that are not exactly fans of the comic book genre and we need to wink and nod at them going yeah we know this is weird isn't it weird and I hate that. <laughs> I absolutely hate that. And I wish the show didn't have any of it. I really do. But we're stuck with it for now until they just get over themselves and just go, okay, fine. It's, it's, a, it's a comic book thing. Just, just roll with it. Marvel just rolls with it. And that's why the Marvel movies are so much fun. They very rarely anymore take a moment to stop and be like, oh, isn't it so weird that this is all happening? It's like, no, it's a comic book movie. It's a comic book universe. People are used to the weird and wacky. Just let people be weird to be used to the weird and wacky. Just please. So how was the cast and the basic story? For the most part, I would have to say the cast was fine. Luke Wilson worked as Pat in a way that I really didn't expect him to work as Pat. Most of the characters were fine. The actors were fine. They worked really well playing the characters that they were playing. Now, I have to say, Angelica Washington, who plays Beth Chapel, stole the show. I mean, just absolutely stole the show. Beth, or uh, Dr. Midnight, is the greatest thing in the, in the entire series. And if they just wanted to spin her off and give her her own show, I would watch it. Even if it's just her talking to Chuck. If that's all that it was, I would watch it. I would be there for it. I, I totally, totally be there for it. She, she, in my book, she was the best thing in the show. Just by far. And that's not a bad thing that she outshined her co-stars. But her character was so well done and so well acted. And had, I think, some of the best moments in the series... I don't know how to pronounce everybody else's name, so I do apologize for any mispronunciations, but I don't know if it's Breck Bassinger, who plays Courtney Whitmore, the main character. She she, she worked really well. The only character that I felt weird about, and I hate saying this because I don't like saying bad things, especially about kid actors, but Trey Romano, who played Mike Dugan... I don't know if it was Mike's character or the way that the actor portrayed Mike's character that I, I got used to him, <laughs> but I, I had to get used to him. I didn't, I see why he was cast. If you were like, just get me somebody who looks like they could be Luke Wilson's kid. Yeah. This is the actor that you cast that worked really well, but there was just something about him that just didn't feel quite right. And I, I don't think it's really the actor's fault. I think it's the character's fault. There seems to have been subplots that they wanted to do with Mike's character that they didn't. Because the story does focus fairly substantively on Stargirl and the JSA 
and everything going on in the main plot. It doesn't divert its attention very often. And Mike is one of those characters that could have dealt, could have benefited greatly from some of those diversions. And he's not the only one. You know, Yolanda, she was amazing. Great character, great character. But again, it, it was jarring to kind of go from, oh, look, meek, mild Yolanda to, oh, she's got skills. Okay, it, it would have been... It would have been nice to have a little bit more of that. The same thing with, you know, a lot of the kids that basically weren't Stargirl didn't get as much build-up and backstory as I feel that they could have benefited from. Having said that, it it still works. The, The overall story I really liked. I am getting kind of tired of the trope where the villains are secretly good guys doing bad things. I do like that the show called it out because when they find out what it is that the bad guys are doing, they're like, are we sure we're on the right, the right side? Or is this really the bad thing? Cause yeah, of course our villains are super libs who are trying to do super lib things because, you know, save the environment and treat people well, but we're going to do it through horribly dastardly means <laughs> I'm just it is such a common especially superhero film slash television trope that I'm kind of done with it like okay it, it does make for a bit of an interesting thing as to whether or not the villains are really villains but you, you can't have that debate when you're just watching them cold blooded you know murder people in cold blood like you're not making them complex at that point. <laughs> You're not. Like almost everything in this series, it's all about the deep cuts. I mean, we get your Hour Mans and your Dr. Midnight's and hints that there's going to be an Alan Scott style. <sighs> I'm just, I'm done. I'm done. Sorry, the Green Lantern stuff really gets me. The, the whole, like, you showed the lantern. But of course, the ring is missing. And of course, the ring's missing. It would have gone to find its new host, unless you're doing a full, like, OG Golden Age Green Lantern, where it was literally a magic ring and a magic lantern, because I don't know if you've ever read the original story of Aladdin, but he had a magic ring and a magic lantern. It wasn't just the lantern and the genie. He had a magic ring as well. But, okay. Okay. Fine. But the villains were nice deep cuts as well. The Injustice Society was an interesting villain for them to be going up against. All of the characters they brought in were interesting. I liked how they worked. Again, this is a show that would have benefited greatly from having more time. And it's one of those things where the short seasons really doesn't help them. Some of the villain characters felt a little bit short-changed and could have... Yeah, they just really could have benefited from having more time to explain who they are and why they are the way they are. And, yeah. And not just be, like, stereotypical mean girl or what have you. But it, it, it didn't detract from anything. 
I'm just more frustrated than anything by the idea that the show really seemed to have that it was being clever in some way by having the characters have good intentions because they don't they don't first of all they're, they're bad guys like they're literally bad guys they are killing people in cold blood just for getting in their way because you know wouldn't you sacrifice to you know 25 million people if you could cure cancer indefinitely no <laughs> no I, I would not murder 25 million people in cold blood like that that's that's yes that is kind of the line between super villainy and just regular villainy I guess but they, they really made you want to feel that Jordan was a good guy and it never worked on me and so all of those scenes were wasted and there are scenes that would have been much more interesting following any of the other characters because okay his parents were interesting and maybe they're going to come into effect in season 2 but if they don't come into effect in season 2 what was all of that about and his son and because that's a character that just he appears a couple times just to remind you he's got a kid and they've left and that there's a legacy there or something and that he's doing this for his wife and yeah okay he's got intentions but he jokes to his kid at one point that he if there was a girl that he was really interested in he would just kill anybody between him and that girl to have her because she's a possession not a person who has a right to make decisions on her own I added that last part. He didn't say it out loud, but that's implicit in the, well, if I just kill all your other suitors, you'll have to pick me idea that he's going for. So no, not a, not a good guy in any way, shape or form, but they tried so hard to make him feel like a good guy that it took away from the menace. Like, yeah, I get it. He could just randomly kill people. Okay, fine. Yeah. Cause he does that several times but I, I can't really invest myself into this whole shtick that you're setting up when you keep going out of your way to be like look at all the good he's doing for the town and I, I don't know maybe they were going for this whole thing that you know evil's not just black and white but <sighs> that, that to me is the most exhausting thing about this is anytime we are in his campaign office or anywhere where we're focusing on what Jordan is doing. It's just, no, no. I know this is not sounding like a positive review because I'm griping a bunch, but the, I, I did really enjoy it. I looked forward to watching each episode. I at no point wanted to stop watching. It was just, there are some things that just uh, got under my skin and it's things that I just want superhero fiction to stop doing. Cause this is definitely an origin story movie. And while yes, sometimes, sometimes you have to do an origin story movie or series. Yeah. 
this is over the top origin story. Everybody gets an origin story and that's fine. That's fine. But it feels that way. Like the, the first several episodes of the series are just like, here's the origins of the story of this. And here's the origin story of this. And here's the origin story of this. And here's the origin story of this. It's just, just, uh I, I think that could have been broken up better in some ways. And again, have us spend more time with the kids because the kids really are the heart of the show. And I, I hate to get off on a little bit of a rant here, but in dealing with the origin stories here, and I hate that I've typecast people, but it, it is a problem of working in this industry, right? If you're going to be an actor and you consistently play a certain type of character to the point where even when you are not playing a character, you're basically still playing that character so that it becomes synonymous with you. It's hard to shake that. And I don't know who thought they should cast Joel McHale as Power Man. Because that was not, that didn't work for me. That more than anything else in the series did not work for me at all. Because I've seen a lot of stuff with Joel McHale in it. And I, you could have cast him as a supervillain. Like, honestly, if you want a good Riddler, I could see him being the Riddler. I could really see him being the, the Riddler with that sarcastic sense of humor of his. I could even see him being a certain kind of Joker type character or Toy Master. I, if you want him to play, be a superhero, maybe Booster Gold. I could probably see him. Yeah. Yeah, Booster Gold would work very well for Joel McHale because when I think of him, that kind of weird sense of humor, kind of a person in the wrong place and kind of out of their depth as far as, like, you know, that that whole Rand, Randall Dante, you know, I'm not even supposed to be here today vibe that every character that Joel McHale plays has. And okay, fine. The dialogue was funny. Like, I'm not going to say he didn't pull off the character, but it took me out of the show. Like, I knew Luke Wilson was going to be in this. So I I kind of prepared myself because the idea of Luke Wilson in a superhero show, that was weird, but it worked. He, he, He does a very good job as Pat. He does a very good job as Pat. And I liked, I liked it. Joel McHale pretty much played Joel McHale in a Power Man cosplay. And it just didn't, it it just didn't work for me because the first time that we see him do this, it felt like it was a lost paintball episode of community. And I feel bad that I think that, that, and I feel bad that I feel that way, but they really, they really needed I feel like he was cast because somebody was like let's get Joel McHale in this he's a buddy of mine or let's get Joel McHale in this because the nerds like him or something it didn't feel natural it didn't feel like he is the guy who should have been there and it made the tone off in the scenes that he was in so yeah if there's one true downside of the series, it's that Joel McHale is in it. But the good point side is he's not in it all that much. So 
which isn't really a spoiler because you know it's a Power Girl show. So, uh, so not not Power Girl, but it's a Star Girl show. So you know that Starman is not going to be in it all that much. Uh, you just assume, but yeah, yeah. I don't know what they were thinking. If you have not seen the first season of Stargirl, spoilers are incoming. And they're they're probably going to be big spoilers. So if you don't want to know anything that happens in Stargirl, go watch it, come back, and we'll talk. Okay? Spoilers are incoming in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Okay, what do you mean Joel McHale's character is back? Like, seriously, that end, and eh, whatever they're going to do with it, they're going to do with it. But I, that gives me the biggest pause. Like, I, I'm sorry, I have to start there because it's like the last 10 seconds of the show. You learn that Joel McHale's Power Man, I'm sorry, Starman is not dead. His Starman is not dead. He's just been lost for a while, apparently, or something. I don't know. And, okay, fine fine he's not dead or maybe it's another character that just happens to look like him <sighs> fine whatever <laughs> you know just I, it, it's really bugs me that the one thing that I did not like most <laughs> about this show was Joel McHale's star uh, Starman. and then at the end they're like but wait you're gonna get more of that like, could you could you find a way in your stinger to make me any less interested in season two? Like, I was excited for season two because I like where we ended in season one. I'm curious to see where they're going to go. And then they're just like, yeah, that character played by that actor that didn't really work. They're back. Because I don't like fake out deaths. I d- that's one of the tropes that I'm not a big fan of is fake out deaths. Especially if they don't mean something and I'm not going to say that the whole he you know Starman was my daddy plotline didn't mean anything to the story but in the end it didn't mean anything to the story kinda I mean it was that whole thing you know the power was in you all along kind of thing but and the other thing that just I have to bring up before I forget and run out of time. So they went through all this work and effort to go and get down into the sewers so that they could do the thing. And all they had to do was hang out and wait for the doors to open for the thing to come out. And they could have been really, 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 really. Okay, that 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 bugged me. And both my both the hubby and I at the exact same time was like, so everything that they just went through, they went through for nothing. They just could have waited for this tower to come up and then blown it up. Like, yeah, they could have waited for the hole in the ground to open up and just throw a grenade at. Like, yeah, yeah, pretty much. So it's it's a problem when you're doing a complex superhero f- nemesis fight thingy at the end of a thing like I get it but oh you just made me feel like they went through everything for nothing 
And so all of Yolanda's suffering next season because she killed a guy is going to be for nothing. Like, I mean, they would have had to have taken care of Brainwave one way or another. So it probably would have happened either way. But that whole confrontation, that everything that led up to that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And two, they, they did Solomon Grundy a little dirty. I, I like Solomon Grundy. I think Solomon Grundy is a very interesting character that you could do a lot with. And they didn't. He's just dumb Hulk who lives in a box until he comes out. And they, like, threaten you with Solomon Grundy. And you get hints of Solomon Grundy. And it's just... Okay. Note to all people making a superhero show. If your budget does not include the money to pay for a CGI character to be a regular feature on your show. Keeping them in a box with sound effects is not a valid substitute for having that character on the show. It's not. It's just not. And I know what you're probably thinking. Like, Charlie, all you've done is complain about this show since the episode started. But, yeah. Because I don't want to give away the good stuff. Because a lot of the good stuff... It's not stuff that's easy to talk about. Watching the character growth, watching Courtney's character growth, watching even Mike's character growth, even though he's a character that, like I said, I grew to tolerate. I, I got to a place where I liked him. It, it's, it, it happened and it worked. And I just, ugh, I wanted so much more. <laughs> In the end, the reason I'm complaining as much as I am about this is we just did Crisis on Infinite Earths. We just brought everything together. I just fell in love with a Batwoman that I'm going to have to get rid of and fall in love with another one if I'm going to do it. And we've basically gone through the whole birth pains of the Flareoverse or whatever we're going to call it. And the fact that they went through the pains of showing us that all of the DC worlds exist in the multiverse and that it was all collapsed down into one during crisis. This felt like an, Oh, fine, fine. We're having another reboot of the multiverse because we don't get any call outs for what's going on in central city or any of the other places. Right? So we don't feel that arrow and all of that's happening here. Okay. We don't have any mention of the weird events that took place in Titans. So it doesn't feel like it gets connected to that show or series at all. It didn't really feel part of the Arrowverse at all. At all. And it doesn't have to be, but we just went through all of this effort to put all of our eggs in one basket. All of our eggs got neatly fit together into a single basket and as DC Comics always does, they're like, oh, but there's another basket of, <laughs> over there. Okay. That's the thing that you did. And that, that's where a lot of my frustration is coming from. The CW shows found a way to kind of not have to do the whole origin story again. And you see this with Black Lightning, where they did it really, really well. And you see this with The Legends of Tomorrow, where they did it really, really, really well, because it's the best show of all the shows, and I will go to war over that. 
And this felt like they were going back to square one. I mean, yes, I know Jeff Johns was on this. I did not see the Greg Berlanti name on this. So they, they no, nope, you know what? Nope, he's not on there. I don't see him. Looking through the IMDb right now. So, okay. There, no, wait, there he is. Series produced by Greg Berlanti. So it could have been part of all that. It could have just fit into all this and taken lessons from the shows that they'd done previously. And it really felt like they hadn't in some ways. This felt much more like arrow and flash did when they first launched than a show that is coming out now after we've learned how to tell stories with superheroes on television. And that, that was just weird. Having said all that, if my weird complaints and gripery have not turned you off, it, it's a good show. It was definitely worth watching. I am looking forward to season two. I hope that season two improves and that Joel McHale's character gets quickly killed. Just quickly. Just like have him show up and, oh wait, you're not the right, the real person and the staff zaps him into dust because I, I'm just not looking forward to that. And maybe he'll change my mind. Because that has happened from time to time. It's rare. It's hard to do. But may- maybe. Maybe. And it's also possible that I'm being really hard on this because at the same time, we've, we were watching this. We've been listening to the audio drama for Sandman that Audible has put together. And it is a gorgeous masterwork in what superhero or comic book fiction should be. But then again, you know, Sandman was great to begin with. This voice cast that they put together is phenomenal. And almost everything pales in comparison to it. So I'm probably being too harsh on this show just because I have Sandman to compare it to, to be honest. And when we finish Sandman and I have time to digest everything that's happening over there, I will definitely, definitely be doing a review of it. But... I can tell you right now, if you're not listening to it, just listen to it. Just just get it. It's good. It's really good. All right, that's it for me today. If you have any questions, comments, or topics you'd like to hear discussed on the show, let me know. Down in the show notes, you'll find a link to the voice message system. Keep it short. Keep it clean so I can use it on the show. I would love to hear from you. If you have a dollar, you can pass my way. And, you know, that would be lovely. <laughs> Down in the show notes, you'll find a link to both, well, both, to my coffee account, my Patreon, and listener support. Thank you so much to everybody who does that. It's the only way I can pay my bills, and bills are starting to come in, and I'm getting nervous about how they're going to all get paid. <laughs> but that's my problem, not yours. If you don't have any money right now, don't, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. It's okay. It's okay. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. We'll figure it out. But if you know anybody you think would like anything that I do, please share it with them. That helps out more than you know. You can find links to everything that I do over at projectshadow.com. And yeah, yeah, I'm just having one of them weeks. At any rate, as always, and I hate just saying it like this, but all my shows would be blinding rage if I talked about it too much. But remember, black lives matter. Black trans lives matter. We, we have to make this country a better place. And until next time, I hope you find the courage to ride your dreams into reality. And above all, don't forget to have the fun. 